Hey everyone, we are back because we are the prodigals. The prodigals. That's kind of melodic, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's our new intro. <laughs> we are back. Guess <laughs> we're we back. Back, back again. That like a poltergeist type of like intro. In, intro? Which one? They're back. No. Is it? I don't know. Oh, Hold they're on. here. That's right. Oh, it was they're, the girl. Here. <laughs> they're here. There you go. Oh, man. Welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we talk about all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. Yes, we discuss topics not normally preached on a pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. That is why we are here for you. My name is Mark, and I'm joined by Alan and Billy. Hi. What up? What up? What In up? this episode, we will be introducing something new. The past year and this year has been a very strange combination of years. So we just figured out, hey, why don't we stay in theme? Let's be strange. <laughs> wow. What? So... <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get weird. You know what? That's actually on brand. Let's get weird. Come on. Let's be honest. That's not strange for us. So we bring to you strange, the strangest stories in the scriptures. And we're going to call it SSS or. (laughs) Where are we going with this? Or. (laughs) (laughs) Like the serpent, right? Where are we going with this? And this segment. We discuss segment. Segment. <laughs> what are we doing? We discuss some of the weirdest stories in the Bible and see what we can learn from them. Also, if we remember our first episode, we will Way be bringing, back when we will be bringing back movie casting for these oh, discussions. Right. Okay. So stay man. tuned to see who we would cast if we were ever going to produce a movie based on the story we discuss. So to start off, we will be talking about the parable of the shrewd manager. Yeah, if there was any blip on Jesus's ministry, (laughs) (laughs) wow, wow, calling out the Lord. (laughs) Mercy, man. I'm just joking. Um, In Jesus's wise and intentional storytelling methodology. Um, he thought it best to tell the story to the people that were listening. So we're going to try to discuss this story um, to see what we can learn from it. So without further ado, Strangest Stories in the Scriptures. Strangest Stories in So funny. All right. Is that Maddie? Hi. Hi, Maddie. Hi, Maddie. Wow, you're wet. You took a shower. You had the same birthday. <laughs> Bye. I love you. Good night. Oh, you guys did? Close the door. Yeah, same birthday. Yeah, that's June, right. June baby. I know Adrian is 16, June right? 16. My older brother's June 17. Nice. There you go. You're August. And I'm August. What happened? Your parents messed up, man. They did. They screwed <laughs> up the... Screwed up the lineage. <laughs> 
It's it's just like a hormonal imbalance. They got carried. <laughs> they got carried away one night. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> What's going on? We're talking about strange stories. <laughs> What's going on? Stories. What's going? On? <laughs> All right. I guess we're gonna read this this passage. Yeah, let's read it. So this passage is found in Luke sixteen one to oh, fifteen. Great. If you found a passage, say amen yeah. or raise wow. your Bibles. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, force of habit. Amen. All right. Um, it says, Jesus told his disciples, there was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him in and asked him, what is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management because you cannot be manager any longer. The manager said to himself, what shall I do now? My master is taking away my job. I'm not strong enough to dig and I'm ashamed to beg. I know what I'll do so that when I lose my job here, people will welcome me into their houses. So he called in each of his master's debtors. He asked the first, how much do you owe my master? 900 gallons of olive oil, he replied. The manager told him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it 450. Then he said, then he asked a second, and how much do you owe? A thousand bushels of wheat, he replied. He told him, take your bill and make it 800. The master commended the, the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly, shrewdly. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of the light. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. <laughs> whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? Now, oh, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The Pharisees who loved money heard all this and were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, you are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your hearts. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. I am so confused. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> to recap, the main character who was a manager mm -hmm. of the, the owner's estates was reported to be mishandling finances or funds or properties and so he was going to get fired and what he did was get people who owed his master to pay to pay the debt to pay their debts that they had towards the master and so the master commended Okay, guys, so what's the I definition don't... of shrewd? Um, how would you define shrewd? Well, it's definitely not wise, or else they would have said wise, but there's an element to, like, there's a cunningness to it. Like, it's creative in the way that 
they went about solving the problem. Okay, so okay, like before, like so he wanted to reconcile his relationship with his master by acting shrewdly in like, oh, I'll just gather up all these debtors, get the get their money or get their whatever their debts paid, and I'll look good in front of the master. Is that yeah? Um, is that is that is that it? Is that what happened? No. Well, there are some. Okay. There are some um, commentaries or you know um, commenters that'll say. Um, so the manager, knowing that he was going to lose a job, started to sort of befriend somewhat similar. I guess they're assuming that they're similar powerful people. Or at least people with resources, because they, you know, okay. the the amount that that he's talking about, like a hundred jugs of oil, that's not cheap. Sounds like a lot right? of jugs. A hundred cores of wheat, you know, um, and so some of these things that he's asking to pay to um, to give back, right? They're large amounts. But anyways, the 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 notion is that these people are people with means. Uh, and so he curries favor with them by saying, "Hey, yeah, so you, you've, you've, uh, this is how much you owe, but I'm going to knock down that bill, so it's a, you know, it's a good deal for you." Got it. Got it. Uh, and oh, so, to gain favor. Yeah, to gain favor, favor. Sort of like, yeah, so, this is my, yeah. And so if he's, he's the manager, the yeah. So if he's the manager, it's just like, hey, yeah, you remember when I did that? And you know, oh, he has connections, relationships. So yeah, so he can continue on with you know at Living least having life. some way of like getting a sure. job. Yeah. And in which in which case, you know, maybe maybe the master does, or the yeah, the master does look at him and say, "Well, you know what? That was pretty, that was pretty smart. At least well, you know yeah. you're going to be like, whatever. I'm not going to like you, okay. but yeah, sure. <laughs> at least at least I don't have to. You know, you're not going to be yeah, you're not going to be around here anymore. But I don't know. I mean, so there's there's that sort of angle. Um, okay, okay. One okay. other angle, yeah, and so and so. Um, a lot of us are perplexed, myself included, uh, where, you know, the master's complimenting. And it says, you know, in, in my in my version, it says the unrighteous manager. Yeah, unrighteous mm. manager, yeah. Or yeah, unjust, that too. unjust steward. Yeah, the unjust wow. steward. One, one other sort of angle that I read is that... Um, so when in any other parable, when we see the master, we normally equate that with God. Fair. Right, yeah. the one, the master that went away sends his, you know, sends the ser- you know, leaves people in their vineyard to like whatever, and then he sends a servant. They beat him, and and that one that we attribute to, that to God. When there's a master that takes these people from, you know, from the square, and they do it at different parts of the day, and the, he pays each of them like the same amount. You know, we attribute that with God. And there's another Challenge, another yeah. parable, and so it's not hard for us to automatically jump to the conclusion that this master is God. In the story, mm-hmm. God is the master in the story. Mm-hmm. Is it possible? Is it possible that the master in this parable is not God? Uh, and the reason why they that? say that is that, at least from the perspective that I read, is that uh, in verse eight, you know, halfway through eight, he says, "For the sons of this a- of this age are more shrewd in relation to their own." So it's almost like you can make the argument that all of them are of the sons of this age. Got it. Got it. Right. Um, so you're telling me like so Jesus is stating just stating the facts of how humanity plays out. Well, like you know the of human nature. That's how things play out. And then he's yeah. just like counter 
that counter argues against what like he this whole parable was about essentially maybe 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 uh, i'll be honest i I don't, I don't deal with this this parable this a lot because this, this is, is a why. problematic parable. Yeah, this thanks for bringing this up, Mark. I have no idea what we're going to be saying with this. This is not preached about. <laughs> not very much. Because, <laughs> and even if you do, like, like you're reaching for this because there's not a whole lot <clears throat> that you can go with it, particularly at the end of. At the end of nine, where he says nine, oh my goodness, yeah, make friends like, for yourself by means of the wealth of the un- of unrighteousness, so that when it is all gone, they will receive you into the eternal dwellings. Maybe, what is that? What if Jesus was saying this like sarcastically? Is that a thing? Is <laughs> I that mean, possible? it could be. Same thing. Is I mean, possible? like, well, here's the thing: the the other, it would be precedent, or at least there's there's it would have like sort of like a sister story when Jesus is talking to. Sort of this woman who says, "Hey, yeah, can I? Can you heal me?" And he's like, "No, um, it's not right for like the the children to give their food to the dogs." Oh my gosh! Right, yeah, that story. Know. That's weird. And the, the and the woman's like, "No, Jesus well, even unplugged. the even the even the dogs get to lick off the the crumbs from off the floor." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're you're a good person. Let me let me give you what you want." That's kind of a weird story. Let's not do that. I don't know about these weird stories, man. I got like no answers for this one. But Jesus it's weird. Unhinged. It's <laughs> what I really I don't because it's so off brand. I don't understand Jesus at this point. But I think <laughs> the story itself. I don't know the connection between the story itself and the morals that Jesus taught at the Fair. end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for right? sure. Because you can, you maybe what Jesus was thinking really relates to what he was teaching at the end, but it doesn't. Our our thinking and our minds don't connect the two. At least my mind doesn't yeah. connect the two when Jesus was teaching to summarize the parable, and then what he told. You know the parable itself; it's kind of like disconnected for me. So but I guess what we can learn, based on what Jesus was saying at the end, is that how can because Jesus said, "How can we be trusted with greater riches if we can't handle small ones?" Right. So, how can we? handle the responsibility of god's kingdom if we can't even handle the earthly riches so are you telling me that the parable <laughs> was a foresight of what would happen if you don't um if you don't like what you don't take care of your what you don't take care of your oh you like, when you lose responsibility like if you're not faithful and you're irresponsible in these small things in this thing in this thing here in the parable you're irresponsible as a manager and then this you have to live out this life of acting truly and living and making friends in like terrible places with filthy riches and all that and in dishonest ways and this is going to happen to you and maybe <laughs> Jesus is like telling like a like a horror story like hey man this is going to happen if you don't if I, you're not faithful okay. in these small things I guess I see Is that what you're telling me? Is that is that I a guess thing? I see it. Like, it's like if in reverse? Jesus was saying 
maybe Jesus was saying the manager or like the steward didn't have to go through all those hoops if he was just trustworthy enough in handling the finances in the first place. Yes. What? Sure. I I was, but then I, you know, I think what's uh, I think what's messing uh, everybody up is that last part where he's where like the whole complimenting the thing just messes thing. up yeah. everything. Yeah. Right. That particular verse. I mean, that passage messes up everything. And I'm trying to look at it in a, in a different way. Maybe it is that. And and I don't know what the business dealings were like. What's the what would normally happen if you owed somebody, if like if you were the manager of some dude's fortune, and you were fired, what happens to that bill? Right. Um, True. Got I'm it. wondering if like once that manager gets fired, like the people that owe him, they're like, I don't know, I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know which one you're talking. I don't know what you're dealing with. And so, in the sense that, well, maybe, yeah, he lost the the manager lost the owner some money, but at least he got something back for it. Like there was some kind of recovery of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So instead of losing a hundred percent, at least he got back eighty percent, or he got back fifty percent. So it wasn't mm. a total loss. Mm. Uh, and in which case, you know, it, you know, maybe I, I could see how how the owner was like, well, at least I didn't have to go and clean up your own mess. At least you cleaned it up, and yeah, I'm I'm out a couple of whatever, but. No, at least there's that. Congratulations, like a, your plane like a redeeming, like a don't redeeming. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> so it's yeah. like a redeeming factor, like oh, like this is re- you but failed. That but that last it's, it's one, it's just like it just messes me up. Like, and to say to you, make your friends make friends for yourself by means of the wealth of unrighteousness, <laughs> so that when it is all gone, this this like verse nine is so off brand. Of what Jesus would normally say, I have no idea what to deal with, do with it. Especially when they're like, they will receive you into the eternal dwellings, unless they mean like the eternal dwellings of like, you know, of the other side. Like, not he's not saying the eternal dwellings of heaven, but maybe the other side, right? Then you know, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. At least you guys are all together. You guys are all friends when you go down. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Because I have no what to, I I don't know what to do. That one just sticks out. Like, what do you do with that one verse? Because everything else you can, everything else you can, you can look at it and say, yeah, okay, I, I agree with that. Like the one who is faithful in little things is also faithful in much. Yeah. The one who is unrighteous in very little things is also unrighteous in much. And I would think that anybody, even during that time, would be, would be, uh, would be amenable to that type of logic. But when we get to fourteen. We know that the Pharisees, they're pissed off for, for this story, for this parable, yeah. right? And so something something in this something story triggered that. them. Oh, my goodness. So that's what I'm trying to go with. Who are the Pharisees? Are they the manager or are they the owners? They're like, okay, you know what? Uh, yeah, I lost money, but, you know, I respect that you that you got stuff back. Like... Maybe it's the whole idea of like this whole twistedness and they're saying, yeah, that's your logic. And it just like somehow, you know, Jesus is like, yeah, that's how twisted your logic is. And you guys are okay with this. But then when you look at it in another perspective, you're all mad. Why are you mad? This is exactly what you guys do. Shooties. (laughs) 
shooties, man. This is because, like I said, everything else just makes sense, right? Even the Pharisees would 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 agree with verse ten. So everything yeah. between one to nine is just like, what is happening here, guys? Yeah, like that. Because like, like I've 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 definitely heard, read that part. Like he's a faithful in what is le- what it, in the small things. Like is given more because like there's always this disconnect from this parable, and I've. I really never read this parable until I've read through Luke and I was like, what the, what in the world is this parable? There, there is one sort of saving kind of grace that I, that I have hope that I can somehow, you know, look back and maybe the Holy Spirit will, will bless me with divine wisdom to figure this out. So in verse nine, where it says, and I say to you, make friends for yourself by the means of the wealth of the unrighteous. That word wealth is the same wealth, mammon, yeah. as in verse 13. Right? You cannot serve God and mammon. Right? Mm, so obviously yeah. there's something wrong with, like, at least in verse 13, Jesus is saying that there's, there's something that's opposite from, from God. Mm-hmm. Right? So at least that's on brand. Right? So I can, I, can get, I can get there somehow. I just, I, I'm... The Holy Spirit's not revealing it to me, and I'm not very smart in general, so I'm Stop. I'm not I'm not getting it. So unless He shows it to me, I I don't know how I'm gonna get this right now. <laughs> is this uh, is, is this how every episode's gonna be? It's just gonna end like and I don't we know. don't know. <laughs> oh my! Well, we can just take what uh-huh. Jesus said at the end. Yeah, Summarize. we can take the juice that at the for sure. Um, what if? When but I Jesus hate the said, fact that we like, like that we can't, we can't deal with it. Like it's bothering me that like, you know, we we can we can gloss I, over that that like verse nine and then just look for everything else because we want to have that positive message. That's fine to have the positive message, but what do you do with that one? What do you do yeah, with nine that sticks out like yeah. a sore thumb? Um, before before we started this recording. Billy talked about um, doing this for his Bible reading plan and like a devotional. Yes. And the people who are writing it just completely they just disregarded. disregarded this whole parable. <laughs> and like now they skipped I understand it. why. <laughs> yeah. Like they skipped totally it. Totally understandable. <laughs> they skipped it and then they just talk about like verse 10 and after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you can't. Which is what we're doing. <laughs> Which is what we're doing right now. Okay, guys. I don't know how valid this is. So okay. I, looked at the, I, looked at, I looked at the NLT. Listen, hear me out. New Living Translation. Hear me out. Hear me out. New Living Translation. I don't know how spicy the New Living Translation <laughs> is for some people or not. But I'm pulling it up. So verse 9 says this. Here's the lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then, when your possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. Does that make any more sense to anyone else? It does in the sense that, okay, so whatever. I mean, I, I guess you can take it from somebody that, that got ill got. I mean, that has ill-gotten gains. Um, and um, maybe, maybe um, an example of this is Zacchaeus. Or even Matthew, right? Who were tax mm. collectors. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, we're going and somewhere. And maybe they, whatever, they benefit other people, but then, you know, and in such ways, they're in a better 
place morally <laughs> than whatever, even though, you know, it was off the back of somebody else's, like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I, I mean, unrighteous wealth just mean worldly. And NLT says worldly, worldly resources. Like earthly, yeah. like contra- yeah. contrasting heavenly riches. Yes, worldly riches, and which I could agree that this could possibly—that's what it could possibly mean. Instead of putting the unrighteous negative connotation to the resources or wealth that is gained. Here's the problem with here's the problem that I have with 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 um, that um, that point. (laughs) Luke, this passage, which is in Luke 16, is coming off the heels. Of the prodigal son, <laughs> where he, where where the prodigal son took the wealth and and made friends with the, the wealth of not his that wasn't his, mm-hmm. and in the end they didn't stick around. Mm. But you know what? You know what? <laughs> you know what? Do it. Let's go. Although he mismanaged his funds, he mismanaged his inheritance. He did make relationships with people. He wouldn't have made relationships in the past. Okay. So now he's a redeemed man <laughs> in the loving arms of his father. And now he can. So he can act, go back and evangelize. He can go back and evangelize <laughs> and love on the friendships and relationships that he had in the past. <laughs> and this is definitely applicable to any Christian. <laughs> Who are like before they come with the Christ? We've definitely had made relationships with other people in definitely shrewd ways, possibly, you know, using them for the benefit of ourselves or to put ourselves in a better position in life. But then we've seen Christ, we've seen Jesus, our lives have been changed, and we can go back and share with them something so much greater than the shrewd relationship that we have with them. We can share them a changed life, and our life is a testimony. I don't know. Is that true? Is this it? Is this what this parable means? Who knows? God knows. God knows. This is what we got so far. <laughs> what do you Verse guys think? Nine. Verse 9 definitely puts Throw, a that's wrench. the proverbial, proverbial into, monkey wrench. To everything. But I think everything before that has to do with being trustworthy with the things that you're entrusted with yes Um, i think that principle stands firm throughout so yes if the master entrusts you with anything do your darn best to manage (laughs) that wisely so that you won't have to live like the shrewd manager (laughs) look elsewhere to possibly get in favor with people mm. is this a uh, I mean oh man what is this I mean going back to what I was talking about in terms of like the mammon um, I love the word mammon mammon whatever <laughs> mammon mammon is a Filipino <laughs> bread oh my <laughs> anyways mammon um, you cannot serve God and wealth or you cannot serve God and mammon or, sure. or yes. Filipino bread. 
Or filthy well, the, the bread, yes. And I say to you, make friends with yourself by means of this mammon when it is all gone. So it's almost like, yeah, you have to get rid of it. Uh, if you get rid of it, you will you will get into you will have eternal dwellings. That I understand. It's that first part, and I guess in that sense, I mean, what we talked about earlier is just like okay, use it, but don't get, you know, don't don't be like it's only a tool. That shouldn't be where your heart is, because where mm. you know where your heart is, that's I mean where your uh, yeah where your heart is, that's where your treasure is, right? So if Mammon isn't your thing, but sort of like it's just a tool to make friends and to you know benefit other people, uh, and it doesn't and it doesn't um, it doesn't rule over you. You're probably I mean you're in a good place to go into the eternal dwellings, and and we see that with Jesus saying, "Hey, look, it's easier for a rich man to to go through the eye of the needle. I mean, for a camel to go through the needle than a rich man to get to heaven." Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another passage, but I'm totally blanking out. But like the whole idea of of like getting rid of your wealth so that it doesn't like it doesn't control you, okay? Because you can't serve that. Two and God. got it. Mm-hmm. So like the shoot manager, like paying off his debt, like trying to pay off the debts, trying to get off those bad those bad uh, <clears throat> deals he was with with the debtors. Maybe he's like he's clearing his books for himself, clearing the books with his masters, clearing that you know, like he doesn't serve that world anymore. And then he can move on with life. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's why it's sort of like, you know, the Pharisees who, and it says, it goes out of its way in verse 14. He says, the Pharisees who were lovers of money. Lovers of money. There. There you go. Yeah. Right. So definitely there, there's, there's a connection in that regard. Like verse 14, verse 13 and verse nine. Subtle jab by Luke there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah. So, like, but I mean, this is Jesus, right? Because he's because they started ridiculing him, and he says, "You are the ones who justify yourselves in the sight of people, but God knows your heart, uh, because that which is highly esteemed among people is detestable in the sight of God." Hmm. And I mean, I can't, I can't imagine that it doesn't refer to their love of money. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, maybe right. you know, maybe this parable like just was just wasn't meant for us right now. It's not for me right now. It's for the it's for the Pharisees. <laughs> it's for the people who really love money. And that maybe that's always not jabbing my heart when I we I, we read this parable. We're like, I don't know. This doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe we're because we're not because we're, we're not rich. Yeah, we're not <laughs> because because this we're not doesn't make Pharisees. sense to us because we not, don't have money. Not, yeah, because we're not lovers of money. Maybe there's like... How can you be lovers if, of money if you don't have it? You know, how can maybe you there's a rich CEO. You know? Maybe like we need to like just send this passage, send this parable to just rich CEOs and maybe like... They will be convicted <laughs> because they get it. And for us, we're just like, I don't know. This has nothing know. to do with How me. can you love something you've never had? Exactly. <laughs> hey, man. Okay. I think okay. <laughs> I think verse nine, maybe Jesus was saying, "Whatever riches you have right now, use it wisely. Make friends. Mm. Use it for mm. others, and mm. uh, use it in a way that will be useful to you in the afterlife or in heaven. You know how like." Don't store your riches in earth, but store them in heaven. I could see that. It's just so hard to digest, man. 
Jesus, man. Jesus, man. Why you gotta do this to us? Sanctify <laughs> me to know your mind. To know your mind, because okay, maybe we'll do like a send me Holy Spirit. We'll do like a ten-year anniversary episode, <laughs> and we'll read this passage again, and maybe the Holy Spirit will reveal to us. Just maybe, yeah. But the Holy Spirit will reveal to us something. But hey, we can hold on to verse <laughs> everything verse, after everything after, after everything after before nine. everything before nine or everything after nine. We can get something from it. Like, for sure be be trustworthy with what you're given mm. as a sh- as a manager or whatever god entrusts you take care of it he goes back to the you know, the servants with the talents take care of your talents and then afterwards after nine jesus goes <laughs> no one can serve two masters so you can't be serve you can't be serving god if you love money you either mm. love god or love your riches also, Jesus said, whatever can be trusted with you on earth, how much more can you be interested with greater things? So, mm. Mercy. Yeah. I think <laughs> we've fried our brains enough for this uh, discussion. So let's move on. Second part of our discussion. Who would you cast if you were going to make this movie? For the characters involved in the story. Okay. Okay. Are you going to go, Billy? <laughs> I think after talking about this passage, just like people like came up of who these people would be. So just, so we're, ca- we're casting the master, right? And the manager. I guess we could like cast the debtors too, eh? That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, for some reason, okay, this is, hear me out. For some reason, okay, this is like names that just popped into my head, and I thought of the master, hear me out, Anthony Hopkins. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. You know, he sounds like a really regal, you know, type man, you know, he has his things in order, a businessman. And then for the manager, Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) Matthew (laughs) McConaughey. Yo! (laughs) I could just imagine him talking to the debtors, trying to persuade them. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, Listen here. So you owe here 100 jugs of oil? Let's write down 80. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I got. That's all I got. (laughs) But like, yeah, first, those are the first two names that came to mind when I, after talking, talking it out. That's me. That's my casting. I think it'd be interesting dynamic between Anthony Hopkins and Matthew McConaughey. There you go. I feel like yeah. they come from very two different worlds, you know? Yeah. 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 There you go. Um, okay. So I've got two choices for the master. Either um, Charles Dance, who is um, wow. Danny, Daddy Lannister. Daddy Lannister, yeah. Hmm. Right, uh, and in that, uh, you know, in that regard, maybe you know, Littlefinger can be, you know, the manager, but probably <laughs> not. Like, I don't want to, he, he just popped up. But the other guy, um, I don't know why it's, I don't know why it's, I don't know why it's Game of Thrones, but Sean Bean for <laughs> that, uh, for the manager uh, for the for the, the owner. manager. For the owner, oh, the, the owner. Sorry, for the so master. Both, yeah, so both both. Master. So sorry, the owner, the master. Either either uh, Charles Dance or Sean Bean. Okay, so okay. that means the master will die some point in the movie. Yeah, sometimes because <laughs> <laughs> he never Sean survives. Because <laughs> he never Sean survives. Bean. 
Okay, and so uh, for the manager, the shrewd and unrighteous manager, um, either Bob Ordenkirk of Yo. <laughs> Better Call Saul, <laughs> or um, Simon Pegg. Okay. Uh, get that <laughs> just for you know kind of an all british kind of whatever all british cash all british cash I, I love or that. uh or just to like sort of like throw in a loop for everything just because i want to hear him talk fast kevin hart <laughs> as a <the> manager <laughs> kevin hart would be so good he'd act kevin so shrewdly <laughs> Yo, Kevin Hart. Oh man, I just imagine him like just really tall debtors, really tall white guys in suits, looking out at them, just trying to deal with them. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's That'd be so jokes. That's really good. That's so kind of funny. All right, all right. <clears throat> Mine would be Mark. It's pretty straightforward. Um, the master would be Donald Sutherland. Wow! Yes. Yes. Uh, was what's he known for? He's Keith Kiefer Sutherland's dad. Yeah. He was the president oh. of Pan Am and Hunger Pan Am, Games. That's right. Hunger Games, yeah, that's Hunger why I know him. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's him. I just I just Googled his face, I'm like, yeah, he gives off master energy. <laughs> Definitely. Like he's strong very, master energy. He's very, he's very he owns you, he just owns you. Yeah, I just I, I'm um, just scared looking at him. The shrewd manager would be Steve Carell. <laughs> oh, yeah. he can turn it on from being like clueless, being dumb to yeah. being smart. Yeah. So. Yeah, he definitely can. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm the so debtors. Down for that. Oh, I got the, the debtors. debtors. All right. <laughs> it would be Ken Davidian. Who's that? What? Who's that? He's. <clears throat> He's like the short, stubby, Middle Eastern guy that's in movies. And he's like, or in shows. And he's always like a sketchy character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, this guy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just because I, I recently watched Cobra Kai and he's in it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, Ken that's Davidian. Good. That's good. Um... And the other one, the other debtor, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Steve Buscemi. <laughs> oh, wow. Just because he looks like a debtor, I don't know why. I just feel okay. like he'd be so awkward in the interaction. Him and Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to one-up each other. What it? What it? What a wow. That'd be an interesting interaction there. Holy cannoli. Yeah. But... Uh, Huh? Going? Okay. Well, uh, hey, do you uh, do you have anybody for Billy? Do you have anybody for the the debtors? Because I, I want think about it. I want you have Chris Pratt in there say. at some point. Chris Pratt? Oh, Chris <laughs> Pratt would be a good debtor. Chris Pratt. That would be, be a good one. Like, just think much? of someone who would just lose all. The- <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh my gosh! Like like. I'm just like, like do you guys know Pete Davidson? I feel like he'd be super awkward. He was Ariana Grande's ex 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 fiance. Wow, that's oh what? Yo, he's oh, wow. he's okay. like super awkward. I don't know if you guys hear him talk. <laughs> okay. He's super awkward. He'd just be like a super awkward guy. He's just in debt. He's like, oh gosh. Uh, 
<laughs> oh, who's that guy from uh, Community? Um, uh, Troy and Abed. Oh, what's Abed? Who's Danny Puddy? Danny Puddy. <laughs> Danny <laughs> Puddy. He's <laughs> just like, how much are you? Okay. How <laughs> much? Oh, sure. Yeah, it works. Okay. It's a good deal. Yeah, Danny Puddy. There. I love this. This is so great. I'm glad we could talk about this. I'm glad we could unwind <laughs> after the unneeded a stress. Day's discussion. A hard day discussion between verse one to nine. That nine. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Can I give and somebody else for like shrewd manager? Okay, one more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's close it off with a shrewd manager. Rebel Wilson. Oh. <laughs> Whoa, that's a game changer. Game changer. Wow, that's we just really girl. turned this that's whole parable into a comedy. Oh my goodness. Straight Rebel up comedy. Wilson could destroy that part. It would be so good. Yeah, she definitely can. <laughs> that would be so good. Could be a musical, too. Could be a musical. Oh, hey. And the manager hey. would be, uh, I mean, the owner would be. Oh, um, Hugh Jackman. The, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Hugh Jack- the who? The master? The manager? Could be uh, Emily Guys, Blunt. Just could, could, it, could do it. Probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only one person who will be the manager. It has to be Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Lin <Hello>. Manuel. <laughs> only no. one person. It ha- it's Chris Jack. Christopher Jackson. Christopher. <laughs> oh man! One last time. All right. It's- <laughs> You're gonna work for me one last <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Teach you how okay, to save. To... Oh my god, that's it. That's it, man. That's All right, it. Okay. All right. End of the episode. We hope that you guys enjoyed our movie casting. We hope. We pray to the Holy Spirit that you got mm, mercy some, something from the main discussion that God mm. spoke to your heart regarding. Just being trustworthy, not loving riches, doing whatever God has called you to do in this life. Just live for God, man. That's the answer. That's the answer Mercy. to everything. Amen. Just live for God. Amen. Whatever and when brings you read him glory. Verse one to nine. Just like just skim over it and then move on. <laughs> yeah. Be worthy of trust with whatever you're you've been given. Amen. From people or God. Hmm. All right, guys, 10 years from now, we're going <laughs> to run it back. We hope that you're blessed with our weird story discussion, and we'll definitely have more of these. Uh, what do you all think? Send us a shout-out at The Prodigal's Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you've liked what you've been hearing, please like and subscribe, and make sure you leave a review. That will go a long way in helping us out. That's all we have for you this week. Stay blessed. Stay faithful. Stay shrewd and join us again <laughs> next week for another episode of The Prodigal.